This is Face the Music, an ELO song-by-song podcast. Episode 093, Twilight. Twilight is the second song on time. In the liner notes for the 2000 box set, Flashback, Jeff Lynne said, A song about time travel, really? Jeff gave a little more insight into the song in a 1981 episode of Interview with Jim Ladd. During Twilight, uh, I'm picturing bed actually, looking out the window. In the liner notes for the 2001 remaster of Time, Lynn wrote, I really like Twilight as a recording, and it's got good strong chords and goes to some strange places. In the 1992 13th issue of ELO fanzine Face the Music, Andrew Whiteside wrote, One of the band's finest ever moments. Twilight is a classic Jeff three-minute pop thrill, but its keyboards, rather than strings, provide the excitement. The final drum burst fades straight into a beautiful refrain that appears to be sung backwards by Jeff whilst walking down a long corridor. Twilight was used in 2005 as a theme song for Japanese TV show Densha Otoko. In the early 80s, Toyota used the song in Japanese commercials for the Celica XX. The future. Hi, I'm Eric Winsensen. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. After a nice little prologue we enter twilight as our hero of the album finds himself waking up in a world that he doesn't recognize and well is completely shocked by because he can't really tell i believe if he's still dreaming or if he's actually where he thinks he is but we also get one of the best songs off of the album as well with a lot of very modernized keyboard work But mixed in there, you get a great piano solo, I believe from Richard Tandy, as well as some sequencing work that sounds like, well, sequencer work, I should say, that sounds like it's straight out of the Who's Baba O'Reilly. I hadn't thought of the Baba O'Reilly thing, but I totally see it now. Yeah, Twilight. It's um, one of those songs that when I think about, it's like, eh, it's okay, I guess. But, you know, when I hear it, it's like, this is a really freaking great song. When Bev Bevan just bangs in with those drums, it's out of phase, and then the song just explodes from there. It's overwhelming to the ears because there's so much great stuff that's going on in it. And yeah, in with all that techno advanced synth work going on in there and this punky new wavy ELOE song, there's worked in there a grand piano solo complete with elaborate flourish. Should seem out of place, but it fits in there really nicely. Jeff said that this was him crossing over into that world, that he's still kind of like, is it the dreamer? Is it real? 
To me, it was always the uh, prologue was him kind of stepping over into that world. And then when you get that opening fanfare of Twilight. (laughs) Would be almost like him stepping through that door into 2095. And then when those drums kick in, then it's like he's swallowed up in the 21st century. (laughs) He's kind of like, I, I, what went on? What, where am I? What is going on here? Another thing this song does well is, I think, and I can't really say for sure because I haven't done much time traveling, it accurately portrays, musically, what it would be like to be pulled out of 1981 and launched 114 years into the future. There is a lot of stuff going on in this song, a lot of synth and a lot of noise. It's a sonic assault, in a good way. And if you're used to your own little world here, it's 1981, and I got my cathode ray TV over there, and and my radio, and my my record player, and all that stuff. And suddenly you're dropped into a place where none of that exists, where all of that is just valuable antiques. You are going to be confused. You are going to be in a whirlwind of what is all of this? And that's what Twilight is. It is a whirlwind of just pulled out of a familiar place and dropped into something completely unfamiliar. And noisy, which I think is also accurate. I mean, if you pulled someone out of, what's 114 years ago from now? It's 2020. Um, 1906? If you pulled someone out of 1906, they would say, what's all this noise? We've got cars, TVs, stereos, radios, computers. Even when all of that stuff is turned off, there is no silence. There's the refrigerator running. You got the air conditioner or the heat. And as quiet as that stuff is, if you, like, don't have anything on, like TV, radio, no no other kind of sounds, when the power goes out, you can hear the hum of everything that's being powered by electricity die down. It's just... But not really, because we have cars. We have airplanes. So I think... If you're going to be pulled into 2095, 114 years in the future, yeah, it's going to be noisy and it's going to be confusing and your head's going to be spinning. And Twilight accurately recreates that, as far as I know. Yeah, and it's a great opener because it just has that flourish at the beginning that comes right in from the prologue. And then the way that the vocals are produced are nicely up in the mix because the mix itself of the synthesizers and guitars and drums and everything, a lot of times in the 80s that could get really muddy. Yeah. And But it's he succeeds at doing a wall of sound type of thing. Mm-hmm almost a Phil Spector type wall of sound situation with the background music, but nicely puts his vocals, even though they are slightly processed with a lot of reverb on them, way up front so that you can hear the beginning of, well, the little bit of story there is on the album to tell. The thing I always wonder about, or if it's even really something to wonder about, if it's just something that he's stuck in there, there's like high-pitched chipmunk laughing that's buried in there as the, the song starts to fade in. And I really dig at the end where it's all quiet and walking down a hall. Even though I like the song, I don't think it was a good idea to release this as a single. And apparently I was right. It's just, I mean, if singles are supposed to be hits, which get listens and gets more promotion for the album, 
I don't think this is a good one to release, even though I bought it in November 1981. If you're going for a hit in America, this kind of new wavy kind of stuff wasn't really big on the chart. It was still pretty much Hall and Oates, Chilliwack, Kenny Rogers. There's a lot of, I guess, safe stuff that was making the big noise at the time, or ma- making the big noise on the top 40. And this one, I, I think Twilight is way too out there for American top 40 anyway. As for England, I'm not really sure if this stuff was really big there. They always seem cooler than us, so I'm going to say yes. But for America, I think it was just too out there. Well, when it comes to new wave music, I can hear the new wave influence and in, in, in everything, but it's really a lot of progressive influence. And progressive rock at the time in the U.S., you could forget about it. Uh, <laughs> and I think a lot Asia of was did. about the only prog rock band that got airplay, well, about a year after this album came out. Yeah. But so, even though Hold On Tight, I know, was a decent hit here. Yeah, it was. But Hold On Tight doesn't sound like anything else on the album. No, and it's... Um, and that sounds like a solid top 40 hit for America. And it was. Exactly. Spoiler. But no, it doesn't sound like something you would hear on there, because New Wave, when it came to, at least what way a lot of people looked at new wave in america was very simple and kind of cold sounding yeah not this big huge prog bombast and twilight doesn't sound like something cold and remote it still has that warm yellow feeling to it it's not like the cars where you got that simple synthesizer and drum beat and then you come in with some very tasteful guitar and Mm -hmm. the jerky rhythm and everything it doesn't sound like that type of what people would consider to be new wave yeah there are other songs on this album that we'll get to that i think were more deserving as single releases in america but i think um when you've got (laughs) when you've got the royal philharmonic orchestra and beach boys and stars on 45 making the top 40 in america this thing is like whoa 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 it's a little too hard and harsh for me can we have more medleys please well, the stars on 45 keep on burning in your eyes or whatever that was. I can't remember. I, it's uh, burning in my ears is what it's doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something that Twilight doesn't do. Twilight's a great intro to the album. It's a sonic assault, but it's a good sonic assault. Yeah, it's something to say about Twilight. Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. Was it a hit or was it? Twilight was released as a single on October 10th, 1981 in the UK, where it got to number 30. In America, it was released in November 1981, reaching number 38 on the Billboard Hot 100 and Cashbox. On Record World, it reached number 39. It had its best showing on the Radio and Records chart, peaking out at number 25. Julie Don't Live Here was the B-side on both releases. In Australia, it only made it to number 93. It hit number 18 on the Dutch and Irish charts, number 17 in Germany, got to number 15 in Austria, and in France, it made it to number 10. It was covered by Jim Davidson in 1985, Chocolate Fashion in 1996, Geese Fighters in 2000, The Shazam in 2001, The Yamachis featuring Apple Shake with Shun also in 2001, Face to Fake in 2005, The Northern Kings in 2008, and Kishibashi in 2013. It was parodied in 1984 by the Loons Till Death under the title School. Back again. When you had no lie, you stupid lies, you can't help to be from Joseph's 
It's time for a great line from ELO from this week's song. What's my line? But how am I to know the good side from the bad? It's either real or it's a dream. There's nothing that is in between. This is Troy. It's either real or it's a dream. There's nothing that is in between. Wow. That line is the key to understanding this whole album. And Jeff's not making it easy for us this time. On their last concept album, El Dorado, it was clear from the beginning that this was all a dream. But on time, hmm, maybe the protagonist is dreaming. Maybe it's really happening to him. Maybe the bank teller from El Dorado is back and he's dreamed himself a nightmare. Who knows? That's what makes this album so great. Jeff is leaving it up to the listener. And I have to admit, I have gone back and forth on this since I bought the album back in 1983. There are times when I think this is really happening, and I can point out certain songs that seem to indicate that. And there are times when I think, no, this is a dream, and I can point to certain songs where that seems to indicate it's a dream. That's the great thing, you don't know. Now, I think I've made a final decision on that, but I'm going to hold off. I'm not going to tell you what I've decided, because for those of you that may be discovering this album for the first time, or for those of you who may be rediscovering it through this podcast, I don't want to influence anybody's decision. So just listen to the album, keep that line in your mind, and decide. And when we're finished discussing the album, I'll tell you what I've decided. Unless I've changed my mind again. This has been a thought from Troy. Once those kids sound like the mandarins. Bruce chose work over music and was kicked out of the band. However, the military was impressed with his DNA locator. Coming home from the presentation at 4 a.m., he plays his keyboard when a hologram of three people appears. We're from the year 2095. If you step through the time transporter, you can see the results of your work. On the border of his waking mind, he's not sure if this is real or it's a dream. Either way, he takes the step and disappears in time. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I kinda like the song! Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and Spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 094, 
yours truly, 2095.